Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as ever I'm joined by our very own Total Goals King, Greg Browning. How's things, Greg? Yeah, good, thank you. Very well. We've just finished watching another crazy night of Champions League football. Uh, loads of goals again, which is great because that's what we tipped in the Champions League podcast on Sunday night and they didn't disappoint. No, fantastic weekend. Oh, sorry, fantastic week for goals. Uh, 27 goals scored on Tuesday night and 22 goals scored tonight, I think. So we said there'd be goals and that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, hopefully some people got on. I think we'd mentioned 19 plus. If we could get a bet around about those marks, then to take it. Um, just a shame that Barcelona let down the over one and a half goals in each game last night, and then PSG tonight. Of the two games, those are the ones where you thought goals would definitely come. Two sides at home. There's no way you're expecting those games to finish below 1.5 goals. No, but I suppose that's the beauty of the total goals bet is that it doesn't matter where the goals come. I mean, never I thought there'd be eight goals at Stamford Bridge last night between Chelsea and Ajax and was a six in Zagreb tonight. So that's the beauty of that bet. Yeah, that's probably the main reason why I like that bet so much. You only need one or two games to go goals daft. You can always have a 0-0 or a 1-0, but as long as you get one or two that see lots of goals, you've always got a good chance. Yeah, and it's one we'll revisit as the competition goes on, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, so, as always, we kind of start and have a look back at last week. Um, I'm going to call it a full house, even though one of the games was <laughs> was postponed, but with two winners, and that was the D to score two, and Edinburgh City to score two. Yeah, so we looked at last weekend's card, and I think we both agreed that it was quite a tough card to look at, to pick at least three games. So, we managed to pick three matches. Obviously, the Plymouth match was called off, quite late on Saturday. But by that point, Dundee delivered another nap win on Friday night with two goals at home to Morton. And Edinburgh City gave us a two-goal win for us at Brecon. I think they won 3-2 to land the uh, two-plus goals bet. So, yeah, really pleased that they both came in. And I think the two-plus goals market is something, obviously, that's worked really well for us so far this season. Yeah, especially teams at home. Um, you're often getting similar prices to them actually winning the game as you are to them scoring two goals. And, you know, for me, it's always a better bet. That way, doesn't matter what the result is as long as they score those goals. Spot on. So, we wanted to kind of look back on some of the things that we learned last week and we kind of discussed it in the Champions League podcast that we recorded earlier in the week and that was about getting on these early prices and we just can't emphasise it enough. We highlighted that Edinburgh game they were 21 to 20 when we recorded the podcast last kind of Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and they went off at one to two, which was ridiculously short. But you know, we, we thought it was going to shorten, we didn't think it would shorten that much. And the point being that by the time you know two o'clock on a Saturday, Edinburgh at one to two just don't look a bet worth taking on. Whereas if you're getting on them early enough at 21 to 20, then it's a much more appealing bet, and obviously, you're getting much greater value for money. So Again, we'll just continue to re-emphasise the fact that the reason why we try and record the podcast as early as we can is so that people can get on the bigger prices whilst they're still available. And what I say as well is it's difficult to have it to break because I think you and I are probably guilty, like everyone is, We most of us do our bets on a Saturday morning. Yeah. But since we started doing the podcast, I've definitely started doing it much, much earlier in the week and it's, it's paying dividends. Yeah, totally agree. And it's not something that, I've ever done as a punter really because I think most of us just hate the fact that our money's tied up for a couple of days but if you can get over that 
then you certainly start to see the dividends. You start to take on bets that you maybe wouldn't have taken on closer to kickoff. So, again, it's just something we will continue to talk about as the season goes on, is the earlier you can get your bets on, especially for bets like these where the price might shorten near a kickoff. Then, then you should definitely do it. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about was a game that we didn't actually back last week, and that was Cove Rangers, our old favourites. Um, they won at Cowden Beath, and I think it's fair to say that they look the real deal in League Two now. Yeah, definitely. I was a bit concerned for them at Cowden Beath last weekend. Cowden Beath had won five games in the spin at home. Um, just thought best to leave it, and obviously they go there and get a resounding 3 1 win. So that's kind of really set the tone that they are the team to beat in that league. But, as I said last week, to be fair to Cowdenbeath and to Edinburgh City, they're not that far behind. Yeah. But definitely a team to beat, and I think they'll definitely be champions this year. Yeah, there'll be more about Cove later on in the podcast. Um, and the other thing that we wanted to mention was we had asked in the, again, the Champions League podcast if anyone was aware of any other bookies doing these total goals bets. And we had a cracking email from Alan Roxborough who listens to the podcast and he suggested that Betfair and Paddy Power had started doing daily goals markets as well that they'd priced up for the Champions League. So that was good. Good to hear from Alan first and foremost, but also interesting to see other bookies start to pick up these markets. Yeah, because I think we were kind of bound to the fact that only Skybet offered that and I knew that some of the bookies offered that in the shop. I know William Hill do anyway, but it's great to, to find out that there are other bookies online doing that market. So thanks again, Alan. Yeah, another thing Alan asked, um, which we're quite happy to address, is he was asking if we could recommend any stats sites that we use when researching our bets. Um, so I know that you're a fan of Who Scored? Yeah, Who Scored and Soccer Way, the ones I tend to use mostly. I quite like Foot Stats, which is a bit of a kind of old school type site but it gives some decent stats and quite easy to navigate your way around number of shots and shots and target um, and another even older one is one called betdevil.com which I use now this one's a subscription based site but again I just find it really to use and really easy to use and get to the info that I need really quickly so again we'll throw that out to people who are listening if there's any stat sites that you would recommend please drop us an email and um, you can get in touch with us at hello at gambler.co.uk and again a huge thanks to Alan for getting in touch really appreciate it so on to this week and we had mentioned last week was a really tough looking coupon and we really kind of struggled to pick out bets so we only had three tips in the end up albeit only two actually went ahead this week's kind of the complete opposite and there's a handful of games that we're going to have a look at but there could have been a whole lot more I think this podcast probably could have lasted at least an hour tonight, maybe an hour and a half. It might still. <laughs> uh, no, it is looking like a bumper podcast, but we're going to start off with the Dundee Derby and that, is it fair to say this is the game of the weekend in Scotland, looking at the rest of the fixtures even in the Premier League? Yeah, apart from St Johnson's home match against Hibs, it's definitely the um, biggest match of the weekend. Obviously. So it's definitely no surprise that we're picking this match uh, to start off the podcast with this weekend. Um, we were on the first match back in August that Dungeon United absolutely destroyed on D6-2. Yeah. So I think we're hoping for more of the same Friday at Dens. Yeah, sellout crowd. It's live on BT Sport. Kick-off is 7.45 in case you missed it. Um, I think it's up against Norwich v Watford and I would definitely recommend <laughs> I definitely recommend that you watch Dundee v Dundee United rather than Norwich v Watford. Um, yeah, should be a cracker. It's a game unlike, say, the Edinburgh derby that's got a remarkable record of goals in it, and it always seems to be an entertaining fixture. 
yeah, and even being being a full house, it even makes dens look decent being full. <laughs> so I think look we're at going, the goals market. We're going to get emails. <laughs> Good. Send them in. Send them in. <laughs> Address to Greg, please. <laughs> so Dundee, obviously at the moment, I've really picked up over the last few weeks. Um, they are still six points behind United, though, and this is a match probably they, they really can't afford to lose this match. If they do, they go nine points behind United. Nine points is a lot. Um, so it's at the end, though. They've got a decent enough record at home against United in the league anyway. Yeah. Um, what I would say, I had a quick chuckle to myself tonight reading the uh, Dundee manager's comments, uh, James McPeak, on how he thinks Dundee, he knew they'd become good. Mm-hmm. Now, bearing in mind, they have won three games in a row, Dundee, but those three games were against Partey Malloa, a Morton side who are on an absolutely horrendous run of results at the moment, and they beat AR a couple of weeks ago. Again, another side who were really struggling. So you'd expect Dundee to beat these teams. Yeah. And they've gone and done that, which which is good. But I don't think Dundee have come good until they can beat United and know we make a nose in that top place. Yeah, this is going to be a big test for them. Um, chance to close the gap to three points, which... It's fairly decent going, considering when they lost the first game 6-2, you're just going to see a way back for them in that early in the season. But I think it's largely down to Dundee United kind of dropping points that you maybe wouldn't have expected, and they've had a fairly, fairly poor away for them compared to their home for them so far. And with Dundee, they've won the last four meetings of the two sides of Den, so it's all set up for what should be a cracking game, I think. I think those two away games really derailed United's title challenge, didn't it? They got beat, I think, away to Alwa. And yeah. they lost away Queen. Well, they, they lost heavily away Queen in the South. But since then, though, they've won three games in a row, haven't conceded. They've beaten uh, Dunfermline, Patrick Thistle, and last weekend they kind of broke their away day hoodoo by yeah. beating Inverness 3 0. And that was a terrific result away up at Inverness. Yeah, I'd say, th- uh, sorry, Dundee United's wins have been marginally more impressive than Dundee's um, in the last three games. Um, so, anyway, all that aside, I'm guessing, given the record of goals in the games, is that we're looking at a goals bet in this one again? Yeah, definitely. So the last seven games between the sides, I've seen both sides score. Nine of the last ten games, I've seen both teams both teams score. And nine of the last ten have seen over 2.5 goals. So absolutely no surprise at all that we're backing goals here. So you can get over 2.5 goals at 93-100 to 100 with Marathon Bet. Mm-hmm. Now that, for me, is a really good price. Personally, I think this game should be four to five, maybe even four to six, just given the fact that Dungeon United scores so many goals. They've obviously got our podcast hero, uh, Lon Shankland, who we speak about most weeks. He's got three and three. And Dundee have got Kane Hemmings now starting to score goals as well. Yeah, I think the concern for today United must be that where are the goals coming from if, if Shankland isn't scoring? Um, he scored 16 goals so far, but the closest to him after that is Paul McMullen on two. Um, Dundee have got a broader spread of goal scorers I suppose although none of them anywhere near as prolific as um, Shankland has been so I guess for Dundee the clear message if they stop Shankland then they stop Dundee United Yeah with Shankland taking penalties as well so Shankland will probably be a popular shout for first True. goal scorer yeah. and there's probably a very good chance as well the way United play um, there could be a penalty in the game as well but keeping it simple and just going for over two and a half goals Okay, so it's over two and a half goals, 93 to 100 currently at Marathon Bet. Again, that might be one that just gets shorter as the kickoff approaches on Friday night. So if you're going to get on that one, get it on it early. Yep. 
Okay, next we're going to delve into our old favourite, which is League Two, and first up we're going to look at Edinburgh v Elgin. Yeah, so last weekend was the first time I think we've touched Edinburgh. I think we're keen to see how they got on this season. Um, and you can see by the league positions in the table, they're sitting second top, three points behind Cove, and they've had an absolutely amazing season so far. Their only blotch, I would say, is that opening match where Cove absolutely hammered them. I think it was, was it 5 0 Cove beat them in the first game of the season yeah, up in Aberdeen. Yeah. So they've come on leaps and bounds. They, they've scored two or more goals now in eight of their last nine games. Which is which is great. Um, they've won five in a row at home in the league, so played five, won five. So that's the sort of stats that we like in the podcast. Uh, really strong at home. Got a tough game against Elgin. Elgin are probably one of the form teams in the league now. Gavin Price has done a great job at Elgin. He's just been given a new, I think, two-year contract up there, so he's in a great job. On obviously budget-wise, compared to Edinburgh City, a fraction of what. The they'll be getting paid down there. Edinburgh mm-hmm. City, I think they've spent a lot of money down there as well. Same with Cove, to be fair. So, Elgin doing well to compete. They are probably the best in the rest at the moment. So, we've spoken about that League 2 being kind of split into kind of two leagues, really. You've got Cove, Edinburgh City and Cowden Beef. Then you've got the rest. Well, Elgin are the best of the rest at the moment. So, they'll make this tough, but Elgin's away form is probably a bit of a concern. They don't win that many games away from home. So for me, I think Elgin, sorry, Edinburgh City will just edge this. But again, going with the goals market, you've got a fancy Edinburgh to score two. Yeah, Edinburgh's home record's reason enough for me to be backing them to score two. Uh, played five, won five, they scored 13 uh, in those five games. And I think at five to six, that looks a pretty good price to score two. Yeah, it's a great price, I think. Uh, Edinburgh City, second top of the league at home, won five in a row. And they're getting them at five to six to score two goals. Let's, we'll be having some of that. Yeah. Now, this does look like one that the price is going to shorten before kick-off. Um, Edinburgh are currently priced at 19-20. Now, bear in mind, they're 21-20 last week when we did the podcast. Went off at 1-2. So, if you fancy the Edinburgh win, get on it now. If you fancy the Edinburgh goals, if for them to score over 1.5, then absolutely get on it now. So, the tip in this one's Edinburgh to score two or more at 5-6 to six currently. Yeah. OK, also in that league, our old favourites, Cove, they are put themselves in a very strong position after last week's win. You might actually see them break away now from Cowdenbeath and Edinburgh City and they host Stirling Albion on Saturday. Yes, yeah, so they're back at home. I think Cove's record at home, and I think somebody sent me a stat today that Cove have the highest percentage of goals over 2.5 in the UK. Right. I think it's 93% of their games in the league or in all competitions have seen three or more goals, which is great. They're at home to Stirling Albion, so they've kind of steadied the ship a little bit. Um, they're really struggling to start the season, Albion. Quite a few draws, though. They haven't played anyone really of the quality of Cove in the last few weeks. So you can see that by the markets and the fact that Cove are as short as 1-4. I think they're actually shorter now. They're 1-5 with bet 3 6 five, I see. And they'll probably be 1-7 or 1-8 <laughs> come <laughs> Saturday. Yeah. So at the start of the season, obviously, we were back in Cove to win and over 1.5 goals. Then kind of Cove to win and over 2.5 goals. But even now, back in Cove to win and 2.5 goals, you're only getting 1-2. So it's really a lot more difficult now to start finding value on Cove. Yeah. So having looked through the, through the markets, through the goal markets, the sheer volume of goals that Cove are scoring at home, I've taken Cove to score three and that pays 4-5. And again, that's probably got a really good chance of coming in. 
Yeah, I mean, Cove have scored, what, 34 goals in their 11 league game so far? And they've scored, what, 17 in their five wins at home? So, not beyond the realms of possibility that they'll they'll give Sterling um, a bit of a going over on Saturday. Um, it's a real struggle to find value in the, the games with Cove these days. And I think last, last week, ironically, probably didn't help as much. Had they lost to Cowdenbeath last week, then we might have seen the price a wee bit more backable. But probably the bookies agree with us now that Cove will just kick on from here and build that gap at the top of the table. Yeah, definitely. I reckon probably come January, February time, we probably won't be able to put Cove on a line. Yeah. Um, unless we want to go minus, minus two, minus three, or over four goals in the match. Okay, so we're looking at Cove to score three or more, and that's currently four to five. Who's that with? That's with Skybet again. So Skybet Sky still kind of leading the way, although I've noticed Marathon Bet have come back with some good prices now. I think right. Marathon Bet were probably market leader last season in goals. Yeah. Our fourth game in Scotland is at Montrose, who have been absolutely flying of late. Probably the, the form team in Scotland, I would say. Um, Montrose had an absolute shocker of a start to the season, Montrose. Really, like, I think they lost six in a row, really struggling, bottom of the league. And they've gone on a five-league winning run. Um, during that time, they've beaten East Fife last week 1-0. Yep. They were 3-1 last week to win that match, which I thought was really big, given they've, they won four previous to that. They've won away at Airdrie. They've won away at Clyde. And they're playing a fourth side who are really toiling. So they're bottom of the league. They've lost five in a row. Jim Weir, the manager, resigned last week due to work commitments. Uh, I think he and Barry Sellers were involved in a really kind of horrific car crash back in mm-hmm. September. So it's really taken its toll on Jim Weir. Um, yeah. And he's done a great job at, Forf- at Forfar. He got them to the playoffs. He, I think they went on some sort of bizarre and amazing uh, home unbeaten run. And he also got them through to the next round of the Betfred Cup. So Jim did a great job there, but just probably too much at the moment for him. To, to kind of handle work-wise and, and obviously through his own kind of health. So he's moved away and walked away. So at least fourth in a position where they're bottom of the league, lost five in a row, they're managerless and they're playing the form side in the league. Yeah, it just all seems to have gone wrong in the last few weeks for Forfar. I was looking at the historical league tables and five games ago, Forfar were fourth and Montrose, yep. were, bo- Montrose were bottom and those roles have been almost completely reversed. Montrose have got a chance to go fifth in the table. On Saturday, which would obviously leave Forfa rooted to the to the bottom. So, although Montrose are seventh, Forfa are tenth at the moment, doesn't he tell the full story? Uh, Montrose definitely the, the team in forum. And, and it shows you how uh, how poor Montrose were at the start of the season to go on a five yeah. match winning run, collect fifteen points, and still be seventh. Yeah, well they were winless. <laughs> they were winless in their first seven games, Montrose. So they've really turned it around and. What, we're getting 9 to 10 for them to be 9 to 10. Was, I think it was even money when I looked at this on Monday. So for them to be 9 to 10 on a 5 watch run against a side who've lost 5 in a row, again, that will shorten come the weekend. I'm really surprised it's as big as that. And they're at home as well. They're at home, yeah. You know, yep. So, yeah, that definitely looks a good one. What's your thinking behind taking this as an outright win as opposed to a goals bet? I looked at Montrose's scoring form at home. Their away form has been incredible. They're scoring goals right, left and centre away from home. At home, they're probably not as prolific at home. So it could be. I'm just worried it could be a little, like a 1-0, a 1-0 win possibly. Uh, it could be quite a tight match. But I still expect, um, don't get me wrong, they might score two goals. I just think they'll probably go the other way and just take them on the win market. 
Okay, so that wraps up our Scottish tips. We're going to dip into the English Championship for our final tip of the weekend. And it's a team that you've mentioned quite a few times on the, the podcast, but I don't know that we've actually tipped them previously. Um, and it's QPR, who are at home to Middlesbrough. So it's a Greg special, this one. So QPR, I think I've posted them on the site a few times this season. Certainly last weekend, uh, last Monday night at home to, I think it was West Brom. So just started to notice, probably about a month ago, there seems to be a high volume of goals scored in QPR's home matches, especially in the second half. So having looked through, I think you've got some stats there to show that, but yeah. a lot of goals in the second half at QPR. Did a wee bit of research on this, um, and 13 of QPR's 17 games this season, which also includes the Cup, we've seen over one and a half goals scored in the second half, and eight of 10 at home. I've seen over one and a half goals in the second half. So that certainly backs up your feeling <laughs> that there seems to be a lot of goals second half and a lot of late goals. Um, in terms of late goals, 11 of 17 QPR matches have seen a goal scored after 76 minutes, which is the line that's been set um, at Betway, I think, for Saturday. Um, and 8 of 10 home games have seen a goal scored after 76 minutes. So certainly those stats suggest that there's a greater than even chance, sorry, a greater than even money chance that there's going to be a late goal in the games uh, where QPR are playing. Yeah, it's just one of those matches and one of those stats and trends that you identify. Not not through any investigation, you just kind of notice it. You have a look, you keep, kind of keep an eye on it, then you then start looking at it. I think long-term followers of the Mr Fixit site will remember that I used to do this quite a lot for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. So maybe last season, the season before, there was always a last-minute goal at Newcastle. Always. Um, and it's getting along those lines again at QPR. So looking at the markets this weekend, for there to be two second half goals at Loftus Road in this match against Millersborough, it's 19 to 20 with Coral. Mm-hmm. And like you say, based on the stats, I think that, what, eight out of 10 at home, yeah. I've seen two second half goals. It's definitely worth taking again. Yeah. And you also fancy a late goal as well. Yeah. So out of those late goals, there tends to be quite a lot of goals scored in the last kind of 15 minutes. Um, I think in the last five to 10 minutes anyway as well. Um, there's probably been a good few 90th minute plus goals too. So there's two no. ways you can do this. When you go, so, sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, there's, there's been 10 out of 17, sorry, 10 of 17 matches have seen a goal after the 80th minute with QPR as well. So I know like in play, you could more likely to get a, a goal in the last 10 minutes. Um, but if you're betting pre-match, then sometimes the line's a wee bit before that, which obviously this week it is at 76 minutes. Yeah, there's two ways you can take it. Um, I'm still not sure which one's the best. I think you can take, obviously, the, the pre-match market, which is a goal after 76 minutes, and that pays even money with Betway. But sometimes it's probably better if you're watching the match or you're in the house or you've, you've got your phone at hand, just wait till maybe you get to kind of 74 minutes, you might get a better price. Mm-hmm. Just to confirm, those two bets then are over one and a half, second half goals at QPR v Middlesbrough, which is 19 to 20 with Coral, and a goal after 76 minutes, which is even money currently with Betway, or take it in play, and yep. a goal after the 80th minute, if you fancy it. Okay, so that's five games covered. Can you just recap on our tips for the weekend? I'll see if I can remember these. Um, so Dundee Derby on Friday night so we're taking Dundee v Dundee United over 2.5 goals and that piece 93 to 100 with Marathon Bet and that's this weekend's nap 
Um, moving down into League Two, we've got Edinburgh City at home to Elgin, and we're taking Edinburgh City to score two or more goals at a very, very good price of five to six at Skybet. Um, in that same league, we've got our podcast favourites Cove. They're at home to Stirling Albion, and we're taking Cove to score three or more goals, and that is four to five, and that's also with Skybet. And moving into the Scottish League One. We've got Montrose to beat Forfar at 9-10 with Paddy Power. Then finally, into the English Championship, two goal bets from the QPR Middlesbrough match, and we're taking two or more second-half goals at 19-20 with Coral. And if you want to go for the late goal piece, you can take a goal after 76 minutes at even money with Betway. Okay. I just well remembered that. Well done. That could make for a quite a nice acker. On Saturday, if you're to roll some of those up, be a pretty decent bet. Um, okay, so that's our confirmed tips for Friday and Saturday. But you also wanted to just flag up uh, Norway on Sunday. Yeah, so on Saturday morning, the yes, I always check the Sky Bet specials, and they had the Swedish games um, total goal special on Saturday. So having checked that, it was the last group of matches in the Swedish top flight. Mm-hmm. So I think I posted that on Twitter and on, on the site. And there's 20, what, 31 goals in the eight games. So the goal line came in with probably about 50 minutes to go. So in Norway, there's three rounds of matches left in the Norwegian top flight. So obviously they play summer football. So November time is towards the end of their season. So there's six matches on Sunday. In fact, I think there's seven games on Sunday kicking off at five o'clock. So I would check the Skybet specials on kind of Saturday night. If they offer it, I would definitely get on the total goals market. Now, if it's seven games or six games, it'll probably be either 19 goals or kind of 21 goals. Yeah. Either way, if you can get five to six, even money for it, definitely back it. Yeah, it might also be worth just checking Betfair or Paddy Power to see if they're pricing up those markets as well, given what we discussed earlier on the podcast. Yeah, and if anyone sees anything at all, let us know, please. <laughs> yeah, and just in case you forget, just make sure that you're following Greg on Twitter. Um, his handle is at Browning84, Greg, and I'm sure you'll be posting the tips up at MrFixitsTips.co.uk come Saturday or Sunday um, if the markets become available. Yeah, definitely. Done both on the site and on Twitter. Okay, so keep an eye out for that. As ever, I would ask if you could please subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, follow us on Spotify or SoundCloud if you like what we're doing. We've had a few uh, excellent reviews in the last week or so on iTunes, which we really appreciate. So if you've got a couple of minutes, please take some time to do that for us. That'd be massively appreciated. As I mentioned, you can follow Greg on Twitter at Browning84, Greg, and you can follow the Gambler Twitter uh, account on at Gambler Tips. We'd also ask if there's anything that you feel that you can contribute to the podcast, please drop us an email. Uh, you can get in touch with us like Alan did at hello at gambler.co.uk. So just drop us an email there. I'll be back on Friday with Voice of Value um, as he looks to maintain his winning run on the Gambler Racing podcast. He's been an excellent forum in the last few weeks. And Greg and I will be back next week with some more tips for the weekend. Remember, if you like any of our tips this week, make sure you get them on early. Have a great weekend and thanks again to Greg for your time tonight. No problem, thanks a lot. Cheers.